After day one in the transfer portal, there's almost 200 names that have already announced they will be departing for a new school come 2023-2024. Syracuse, with no new names added to that list, and they've got some crystal balls for what could possibly become one of the best front courts in the country. It's your Locked On Syracuse Tuesday. We got a lot of transfer talk to get into, and it starts right now. Are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning and welcome into Lockdown Syracuse. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. I'm Owen Valentine. Today we're talking day one of the transfer portal. It's in the books. And we knew about a week or two ago that John Bolajak of Syracuse would be departing and seeking his last two years of eligibility somewhere else. But really good news for Syracuse basketball on day one of transfer portal season, day one of the portal being open, that no new names from Syracuse have been added to that list. Not one. I'm recording this right around 9 o'clock on Tuesday morning. No names outside of what we already knew in John Bull, who with all respect to John Bull, as you all know, I am the biggest of John Bull supporters that you could possibly find. He is not a major loss in terms of on-court presence, in terms of the bench, in terms of camaraderie, in terms of team, 100%. Hurts to see him go. Good for him, though. We've discussed this. That was my 9 o'clock alarm. Sorry for that. Uh, But what we see after day one is, and this can change in any second, so I will knock on wood here so I don't put the jinx on fully. We've seen a commitment to Adrian Autry on day one of the transfer portal. No new names from Syracuse. People seem like they want to try and figure it out, like they want to make things work in Syracuse. And this could change in the blink of an eye, and I don't think it will get, you know, into next season without seeing someone go. But to see the day one and there not be, you know, a barrage of guys that are seeing in some other spots where maybe there might be coaching change. People staying true. And I think that is a nod to Autry, a really big deal. Exciting to see uh, that this team and this core group of players is still bought in despite coaching change, despite a tough season, because I think they see uh, what is on the horizon. And on the horizon is a fresh start with a lot of potential and a lot of talent. And I think everybody knows that this is a team that is one, maybe two guys away from being a really solid team and has the potential and the pieces as is to be able to create a solid team that can challenge opponents, that can make an NCAA tournament run, uh, and that can maybe be, with the right piece or two, a fringe top 25 team next season. That is the type of talent, that's the type of growth that you saw in year one from so many of these freshmen. Yes, there are a number of variables that are at hand. What happens with Joe? What happens with Jesse? What happens with Judah? What happens with the four forwards? All up in the air still. Right now, 
You've seen a commitment from your players, all of whom have at least one year of eligibility left, saying, we want Syracuse. We want to do it in Syracuse. We understand there's no more Jim Beheim. There's no more Hall of Fame coach. But Adrian Autry presents a new dawn, a changing of the guard, something that is different for us, for the fan base, for the players to see and the potential to move forward from there. Now, Syracuse, no names on the negative side in terms of departure, but what a day on day one of the transfer portal for the Orange, for Adrian Autry, and for Central New York. Because the biggest name to enter the transfer portal per both on three and 24-7 is a man who goes by the name of J.J. Starling. Notre Dame guy. Chris Bell might know something about that. little dunk time on front of him. little poster uh, on the uh, receiving end for Chris Bell. J.J. Starling, Notre Dame guy, right? Mike Beret, departing from Notre Dame, retiring after 20-some-odd years, as Jim Beheim calls him. Still a puppy in the world of coaching. And I guess everyone's a puppy when you compare to 47 years. But on three and 24-7 have Starling as the number one player to have entered the transfer portal on day one. And the crazy part is, and the important part is, and the good news is, that when you look at 24-7, you see a crystal ball report. And it's pointing to Syracuse. Two for two in terms of their lead experts, Eric Bozzi and Trevor Andershock, both yesterday crystal balling J.J. Starling to transfer to Syracuse. Over on on three, we take a look. He is their number one rated transfer at this point in time, and their expert and their nationally recruiting analyst, Jamie Shaw, crystal balls to Starling to Syracuse. It's a really good sign. Separate outlets, three separate experts. Crystal Ball, J.J. Starling to come to Central New York. Now it makes a lot of sense, right? Syracuse, as many of you remember, in the top five for Starling, his first time around. And what you will also remember, this is a Baldwinsville native, right? Played a little bit at Baldwinsville before uh, continuing his high school and finishing out his high school career at Lalumir over in, uh, I'm going to say, Notre Dame's backyard, right? People frustrated. Why wouldn't you want to go? Or why can't Syracuse close someone who grew up in their backyard? Well, you know, he played when he was young in Baldwinsville, but he closed out his high school career in Notre Dame's backyard. So he went to the backyard, just not the one maybe that he started in. Uh, And here's a chance, right? Syracuse with an opportunity to pull one of its biggest transfers uh, of the last decade right? I'm thinking since Elijah Hughes, probably biggest transfer since Hughes easily, uh, and some other guys in that conversation as well. Uh, But this is a really big opportunity for Syracuse, because if they can get Starling, this would be a magical key for Syracuse's success. Now, it makes sense, right? Starling, year one at Notre Dame, took on a huge responsibility with that team. Percentage of shots he had to take was significant. Uh, Ken Palm tracks uh, percentage of possessions and percentage of shots. Starling took 25% of Notre Dame shots, right? He had to be that guy, uh, had to be and almost overachieve 
at Notre Dame to try and put this team in a position to win basketball games. And they unfortunately weren't really able to do that. We understand what they can do, though. And we know what Starling can do because we've seen it. And I think Starling placed into a position where he can be a part of a team and not have to take every shot on the floor and be able to uh, get shots created for him and be able to get out and transition a little bit better and be able to work with a full offense, I think will go such a long way with a guy of his skill set and his caliber, right? Five-star guy out of high school. We knew he was going to be good. You were frustrated to see that Syracuse couldn't land him in this 24 class or 22 class. But here you are, second time around, with a guy looking for a fresh start and a solid team and a solid group of guys to come together. And Syracuse is sitting right there. We'll continue discussing this. We'll talk J.J. Starling in terms of attributes, in terms of potential, in terms of likelihood. Before we do that, let's talk a little bit about FanDuel. We have surpassed the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. You can do, uh, I like the spreads typically. I stick to spreads, but player props, right? You got points, you got rebounds, you got assists. You got the two by three. What are we looking at tonight? We've been talking Detroit a lot because Jim Beheim has been on the, uh, let's watch Buddy Beheim play a little bit of basketball. Detroit won last night. Can they do it again? I don't know, but let's take them to cover 12 and a half against the Wizards tonight. So we'll take the Pistons uh, plus 12 and a half tonight uh, will be our play of the day. Remember, that's not gambling advice. That's just me spewing ideas. If you take it, you take it, but that's an organic thought from you. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. I talked about it a little bit there. Shout out to Buddy Bayheim hitting a big time bucket last night. He hit a three. Uh, it's really all he can do, in all honesty, right? You know his uh his ability to shoot. And it was by no means an open three. It was a quick pop, quick exchange. Uh, no hesitation. Um, good for him. Exciting to see him score. Exciting to see. All right, I'm watching that game last night. They got interviews with Bayheim. They got interviews with Dave Bing. Uh, so much Syracuse content uh, watching a Pistons game. So fun to see, enjoyable, uh, good for Bayheim, uh, both of them. Good for Buddy. It's fun to see, like, Jim go out there and, you know, he's with Julie. He was with Jamie last night or the last game. Just cool to see, like, that relaxed side of Bayheim where he can be a father to these guys in terms of Buddy and not a coach and have that truly, like, I don't know. I, I would the amount of success you have to feel seeing your son, knowing, you know, the, the upbringing he's had and surrounded by basketball and surrounded by high level basketball to come out of central New York, to play for Syracuse, to play incredibly well for Syracuse and to have a couple of NBA buckets, right? He's got room to improve. 
he's got some strides that need to be made in terms of getting more consistent run. But it's got to be really cool to see uh, your son, uh, given who you are and that upbringing and that surroundings that he is so used to, hit a couple of NBA buckets. So nice to see Jim be the dad there. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about because the Jim Beheim era in Central New York uh, has come to a close. And the Red Autry era has the potential to do something incredible if uh, things come to fruition with regards to J.J. Starling. We'll take a look at the, the freshman year stats over at Notre Dame. And I know people are a little bit critical of these stats. I, I think you should take them with a grain of salt, in all honesty. Uh, it was a weird player dynamic, a weird team for Notre Dame, right, where you've got a guy in Starling that, that needs to be everything. It needs to be a lot. Uh, and yes, they have some other talent. You know, Starling for a freshman had to take on a massive, massive role in your. I think he rose to the occasion for the most part. Uh, he played a good amount of minutes. He was on the floor a ton. He scored over 11 points a game. Shooting percentage could show some improvement, right? He was 42% from the field, just 30% from three. Uh, three rebounds a game, a little over one assist per game. Uh, 0.7 steals per game. He's a good player. And we know the talent he's got. We know he's got that that burst speed. He can get to the rim. He can shoot the ball, I think, better than that 30% clip suggests. I don't know how much better. I don't know what jump you should expect year one to year two, but I do think you should expect a jump in terms of Starling here, uh, wherever he goes to shoot the ball a little bit better, to become a little bit more efficient. And I think this is one of the biggest opportunities that Autry has to establish himself and establish this changed up coaching staff in terms of switching roles up and moving things around as a recruiting, I don't want to say powerhouse yet, but as a, as a recruiting threat and a big deal in the recruiting tracks uh, to see that Syracuse is back and they're in these conversations and they are ready to to pounce whenever that opportunity comes. Uh, and this is this is the chance. You know, I, I you see the reports. You see 24-7. It's got two guys suggesting that Starling will go to Syracuse. You see uh, on three, it's got the same suggestion. Starling to Syracuse in the transfer portal. This is the guy that is listed number one on both of their metrics in terms of best transfer prospects. And Syracuse is crystal balled on both sites for them, for him. That's a huge deal. That would be massive. And people ask the question, and I think it's worth noting, right? Starling is a, a phenomenal freshman point guard. Judah Mintz, a phenomenal freshman point guard. Can they play together? Can that work? Say Judah decides to stay. Because for those people that, that like to read in a little bit to, to Instagram posts, eggs, I guess you could say, uh, hidden uh, on Judah Mintz's socials over the weekend that that some people think could be a possibility. I will go over to Noon's Magician for this because that's where I first saw it. Judah puts up on Instagram on, on Saturday, I believe, a post saying, I keep trying to tell them I'm different from what they used to. But what they looked at is this hashtag, don't overthink it. 
because that is the exact caption from Judah Mintz's announcement that he was committed to Syracuse. Does that mean something yet? I don't know, but I think a lot of Syracuse fans want to look at that and think that that means he's coming back for round two. And I think that these two players, if it comes, and right, these are two ifs. If J.J. Starling comes to Syracuse, if Judah Mintz stays for year two, this would be an absolutely electric duo at the guard. And one of the best front courts easily in the ACC, I think, because of the talent that these two provide. And I think they can handle playing together and would play fine together because they are both combo guards. They can mix and match, right? You don't have to play a true point guard every possession. If you did, I would lean towards Judah because Starling can shoot the ball better than him. And I don't think 30% from three, as I mentioned, is that representative of Starling's shooting ability. He can shoot the ball fine uh, and will shoot the ball fine. So putting him at the two, if this was the case, makes the most sense. But I mean, just let the game flow. If you outlet to Starling, great. If you outlet to Mintz, great. Get out, move. I think these two as guards present such a dynamic scoring opportunity because they can both get to the rim with relative ease, right? Judah, I think, has the edge in terms of getting to the rim, finishing at the rim, but Starling can get there, can finish through contact, uh, as you saw in Chris Bell uh, that we discussed earlier today. He has that potential. He can do it. And I think these two would just present a really fun, high-energy offense that can get out and run and push teams and force you to play transition defense, which is not the easiest thing in the world, force turnovers, right? Between the two of them, they're averaging just about three steals a game uh, between Mintz and Starling. The nod to Mintz, obviously, uh, leading the ACC in steals. But Starling, not bad on that front either. They can get the ball. They can get a steal. They can move. uh, And that team and those two, I think, can move with some of the best of them. Uh, and get out, run, take your transition points, take your points off turnovers, and put teams in a tough spot. I think that would be an awesome offensive ability for Syracuse. And I think the signs are pointing to it possibly happening. At the very least, I think J.J. Starling presents one of the best opportunities across the country in terms of the 2023 class of freshmen that could have possibly come, and the transfers. J.J. Starling presents the best opportunity or one of the best opportunities for Syracuse to replace Judah Mintz in the instance that he goes to the draft and heads to the NBA. J.J. Starling is the answer to Syracuse regardless of what happens with Judah Mintz, and that is why this is so important. That is why seeing the first three predictions going towards Syracuse is a big deal. That is why seeing the number one transfer in the portal after day one projected to Syracuse is massive because he is the answer in terms of playing with Judah Mintz and how awesome that offense would be and how fun that offense would be and the potential that Syracuse has with the two of them together in the front court. And he also presents one of the best opportunities in terms of a pure replacement at the point guard spot if Judah does depart. That is how big a deal he is. He is the answer regardless of what happens. Syracuse, Red Autry, Jerry McNamara, uh, Alan Griffin need to solidify this deal. They need to get it done early 
knock it out of the park. Maybe Weitzman's involved. I know on three, uh, they do have a pretty cool sort of metric where they track the, uh, the NIL value of all of these players in the portal. Starling's NIL value is about 120,000. Um, take that for what it's worth significantly less than the million dollars that Weitzman offers up sometimes. Uh, so interesting to see what would happen with that in regards to NIL money. But I said this and I will stand by it. Syracuse, given the coaching change, not making any postseason on the men's side is a blessing in disguise right now because of the uncontested opportunities in quotes. I'm not, it's not purely uncontested, but the less contention that Syracuse is getting from teams in the tournament. And that Syracuse right now can focus every one of its efforts on finding transfers and finding recruits. That's awesome. That's a huge deal. Syracuse has taken advantage of it. Uh, I believe the the coaching trio has continued their, you know, uh, I guess tour of the Northeast. Uh, they saw Jalil Bethea play a little bit, or Bethea last night play a little bit more. I believe. Uh, they got options right now. They are in the 24 class being a presence. In the 23 class, they're being a presence. In the transfer portal, they are being a relative presence in terms of Starling. Uh, I have not heard much outside of that. Uh, I'll shout out our, our boy on Twitter. Um, he has been absolutely incredible. It's 24-7 high school hoops over on Twitter. Uh, it's at 247HSHoops. Uh, they've been giving us some inside info, looking a lot. They have been phenomenal in terms of telling you big-name transfers and who was offered at this point. Outside of Starling, uh, per 247 uh, High School Sports, or High School Hoops, excuse me, um, Syracuse's name has not been thrown on any of these other transfers yet. That does not mean that it won't happen. That might mean that Syracuse is trying to figure out if there's any names within the program that are heading out before they look to replace. Because at this point in time, we've heard of no one departing outside of John Bull. Right? Is Jesse Stay, Joe Stay, Judas Stay, Chris Bell, Justin Taylor, Malik Brown, Quadir Copeland? I don't know. Benny Williams? Are they all staying? Because if they all stay, I mean, you've got some roster issues, uh, right? How many guys are departing at this point in time? you got Patterson coming in in the 23 class. You're, in theory, bringing in J.J. Starling in the transfer portal. You don't have can uh, until you know if there's any names that are going to depart. So that could be part of the holdup in terms of Syracuse and getting their name and their offers out early to these guys as they hit the transfer portal. 200 names, day one in the portal. Matthew Moyer, right, former Syracuse guy before he transferred over to Vandy, tweeted yesterday, is this the transfer portal or is it the new free agency? And it 100% is free agency. This is free agency. You're done, right? You want to mix it up. And especially with NIL, and I know you're not offering players NIL money to come to your school. You're giving them NIL money once they get there. But I mean, it's free agency. And this is day one and recapping day one of what will be a lot more in terms of content uh, on the transfer portal uh, as Syracuse continues to go through. Uh, some other info at this point in time. 
couple of other guys that, you know, Syracuse was in the mix for. Uh, Syracuse, I believe, has had offered Sky Clark um, originally, who, who played uh, over at Illinois for a year. They had offered Sky Clark. He's crystal balled to Louisville at this point in time. And let me throw this out there. The Louisville Cardinals, despite an absolutely terrible season, uh, have, have done some big things recruiting-wise uh, in, in the last 48 hours uh, in terms of signing one of the best bigs in the 23 class, in terms of being the favorite for Sky Clark in the transfer portal, in terms of a potential five-star in the 24 class down to Louisville and Arizona deciding this week. Louisville's making a splash right now despite a terrible season. I will give them some credit because it is impressive. Um. Who else you got in the mix there? You got Kamari Lands, technically. Uh, it was very, very outspoken that Syracuse doesn't want him uh, and wouldn't want him in terms of the fan base when I tweeted about it. Um, so take that for what it's worth. Elijah Fisher, we talked about. Elijah Fisher uh, was endorsed by Justin Knight on Twitter, uh, who is one of the fastest guys to ever touch the floor of Syracuse or touch the Syracuse University campus. Uh, a Canadian talent, phenomenal runner, uh, was a part of some glorified years of running in Syracuse with a pretty big endorsement saying that Syracuse would be lucky to have uh, Elijah Fisher. So never, I haven't heard anything in terms of his offers yet. Uh, 24-7 has him as a top 10 transfer. At this point in time, it'd be cool. Uh, another shooting guard, right? I think that would be dependent on, I think in order for Syracuse to want to get Fisher as well or to be able to get Fisher as well, you would need to see probably Joe and Judah not returning uh, or maybe just one. I don't know if Fisher uh, would want to come to or Starling and Fisher would want to come to uh, Syracuse to not have a pretty set in stone starting spot. But let me just talk this through, right? There's some opportunities here and some different dynamics that could present themselves if Starling ends up in Syracuse. First of all, what happens in the world where it's Joe Girard, JJ Starling, and Judah Mintz? Can you tell year five Joe Girard that he's coming off the bench? Is Starling going to want to transfer to Syracuse to come off the bench? How does that three-man guard rotation work? Because I think it'd be awesome, but it's an optics thing, right? Can you pitch Starling to come to Syracuse if he's not going to start? Uh, does Joe Girard want to stay? Does fan base want to stay? That's another question. That's a different conversation, um, but that sort of deal. But either way, even if Joe Girard leaves, I think it would be an awesome trio of guards when you look at Starling, when you look at Mintz, and when you look at Quadir Copeland. That would be a lot of energy. Uh, the athleticism, the ability to get out and transition, the defense, the ability to move uh, would be really fun to see that dynamic. The one thing you do miss in that regard is a pure shooter at the guard spot. But that is something that you can play around by, you know, having solid offense and maybe two of the forwards figure some things out in the offseason. But day one of the transfer portal 
is a good day for Syracuse. It could change. Day two could be a disaster. But day one, to summarize, no new names from Syracuse departing. They are the favorite to pull J.J. Starling back to Central New York, back to the 315. And there is some other lingering potential out there at this point in time. It's a good day for the Autry era as they get going, as they finish some stuff off. All right. It is a big week. We know the brackets are out. So grab your bracket. Go listen to the Lockdown College Basketball Bracket Breakdown with national analysis and insights from our local experts. The Lockdown College Basketball Bracket Breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Lockdown College Basketball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today and every day. I'm Owen Valentine. If you would like, please subscribe there. Watch another video there. We have been getting outstanding numbers on YouTube. I am greatly appreciative of it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thank you, even if you disagree with me, uh, for letting me know. It means a lot. Uh, and your participation is what makes this drive uh, and makes this work and makes this podcast something that I love to do every single day. So thank you. Subscribe. New video. Enjoy. Have a great Tuesday. If you're in Syracuse, take it easy on the roads. I know they are not great at this point in time. Catch you tomorrow.